0: Hey ringers, you are listening to an older episode of the Put A Ring On It podcast.
1: Whether this is your first episode or you're on a total binge and this is your 50th, thank you. You are already a ringer in our hearts.
0: (laughs) You'll hear more about ringers in future episodes.
1: And you'll hear in season six that we launched a Patreon community for amazing ringers just like you. But because this is an older episode, you're not yet privy to that information.
0: And we didn't want you to miss out. So please accept our invitation to join us at patreon.com slash p-a-r-o-i. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash p-a-r-o-i.
1: Patreon is a membership platform that allows amazing listeners like you to support fun-loving creatives like us in a really big way.
0: Yeah, you can become a supporter for as little as 2 bucks a month, and we've got some amazing benefits for you, like getting your questions answered, one-on-ones with Danielle and I, and a ton more.
1: All are welcome, and we can't thank you enough for your support. Okay, now on to the show.
0: You know what really bums me out? That there is a ton of customization available for brides and bridesmaids for their wedding attire. But when it comes to us guys, it seems like we've got way less options. That's why we love the Naughty Tie Company. Not naughty as in naughty, but naughty as in, you know, tying the knot.
1: Yeah, anyway, the Naughty Tie Company has ties, bow ties, and pocket squares that are totally customizable. You can match colors or patterns to things like bridesmaids' dresses, flowers, your table linens, or really whatever you'd like. And everything is printed and sewn right in Denver, Colorado, which is nowhere near us here in Philly, but that's not the point.
0: So if you go to NaughtyTie.com slash ring, they are going to hook you up with free design service from one of their amazing designers. That's easily like $20 you're going to save just for being a put a ring on a podcast listener. That's K-N-O-T-T-Y-T-I-E dot com slash R-I-N-G.
1: Welcome to the Put a Ring On It podcast, a podcast for that gal who's secretly wedding planning when she's supposed to be working. I'm Danielle Pasternak, wedding planner and wizard of logistics.
0: And I'm Daniel Moyer, wedding photographer and frequent patron of the Olive Garden. Let's do it. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the puttering Ring On It podcast. Today, we're talking about location, location, location location. Hey, Danielle, how are you this week? How's your week going?
1: I am good, Dan. How are you?
0: I'm good. And we're going to vent again today. Oh, I, d- I, decided, I decided we're venting again today. And this vent comes out of a conversation I had recently with a, a new bride who was um, who had come to the fact that like uh, she knew what photographers in her area costed. And um, it was it was more than she expected, but she was willing to invest in that. And when she approached her fiance, it uh, it did not go over well. And he basically responded and said, you know, if, if that's the case, then we're just not going to get a photographer. We're, we're just, we'll, we'll have our friends take pictures. We'll, um, you know, they have, they have good cameras, they've got phones, you know, it'll, it'll be fine to have all these people take pictures. And I, uh, I, I totally get that. Like some people just don't value photography in that same way. Like that, that makes and sense. That's fair. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Absolutely. Um, the thing I want to say to every couple out there is just please hire a professional. Just mm-hmm. just hire a professional because if your value is not on photography and you're saying like, okay, well, maybe it's just friends that we'll, we'll have pictures. Our friends take pictures. We love our friends. They'll do a fine job. Um, the thing that comes to my mind is, well, then like which one of your friends are going to work and and have to focus on that rather than just having a good time? Which one of your friends are you going to have do that job? What do you think, Danielle.
1: Um, no, I agree 100%. And I think it goes even farther beyond just photography. Whenever yeah. um, I have a few clients that opt to have a friend or a close acquaintance um, fill in as a DJ, a florist, a caterer, I've seen a baker, um, all these different things. And when it comes down to it, in my experience, every single time, that person who's helping you out as a friend, because it's not something that they professionally do on a weekly basis, or at least rather frequently to have a good system in place and and understand what to prepare for, it ends up being way more stressful for you as the couple, because it will all fall back to you. If your DJ says, oh, I didn't know I needed to bring that, you're suddenly now scrambling to find a microphone or whatever it is. And as a couple, um, I don't think you should be spending your day doing that. And I really don't think that, like Dan said, that putting your friend in a position of having to work on your wedding day is just, you know, that's a big, you know, it's a big deal.
0: Yeah. If anything, do it, do it for peace of mind, you know, do it for, um, do it for your children in 30 years from now, uh, specifically relating to photography, where they'll like they want to have great photographs of their parents at this um happy time together, you know.
1: Absolutely. And I know um as a person, you know, both Dan and I have seen many many weddings throughout our years of experience and if there's anything that I feel like I want to share with you guys is that you have no idea what a, what your wedding is going to feel like until you're in that moment. So please yep. hear what we're saying and really trust us when we say these things because we know and we've seen it. And though you think um, you'll feel or act a certain way or you'll have a certain whatever about yourself, it is so, so hard to prepare for that specific day until you've been through it and know how you're going to react yep. and how you're yes. going to feel, how you're going to be. I have some clients and my mother was exactly the same way on on her wedding day. She was so sick, physically ill because her stomach was just, you know, there was a lot going on and she had a lot of pressure on her. And, you know, that's something that you can't put into a timeline or prepare for. And there's just so many factors that come into a wedding day and having like a really solid professional team is hands down worth every bit of investment ever.
0: Yeah, so moral of the story is just hire a professional, whether it's a photographer, whether it's caterer, florist, for yourself, for your peace of mind, for your future, for your guests who can just have a day off and relax and enjoy themselves. Um, for your mom. For your mom. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, moral of the story, just hire a professional and vent over. Mm-hmm. Um, so on today's episode, uh, we're going to chat specifically about locations, venues, and the good, the bad. The ugly, the everything all at one place, the everything all split up, um, and all the benefits and cons between all of them. Benefits
1: um, and cons?
0: Ben- pros and cons. Gosh, That's... if only there
1: was a shorter word than benefits. Like if it was just one syllable. <laughs> benefits and cons.
0: Pros and cons. Oh, Thank you. Even better. Pro- benefits and cons. Anyway, uh, got my mords wixed there. Got you. (laughs) see what i did there like that well took you a little bit hopefully everybody else out there got that (laughs) not hit that Uh, rewind
1: uh. 15 second button right now
0: (laughs) Uh, actually before we really jump into that i wanted to um just say how pumped i am uh that the facebook page is getting so much love recently it is yeah, people are asking questions. We're just getting lots of new likes and visits. Um, and that makes me happy because we've been appealing to everyone you know, over the last couple of episodes to just uh, get in touch with us. I mean, we're here. We're happy to help. Um, and our advice is free right yes. now. Not saying it won't be in the future. Ooh. But it's free right now.
1: Yeah, you have to send us Harry Potter presents to get free advice in the future.
0: <laughs> it's, not, it's not free then if they're sending us gifts.
1: Well... Oh, fine. Technical. Okay,
0: anyway. <laughs> location. Here I we just go. Want
1: Harry Potter presents. Yes. <laughs> so I think what, um, when we were brainstorming topics and, and all that for season three, what I specifically wanted to talk about in this episode, um, or at least focus on in this episode, was the idea of having your wedding at separate locations versus the idea of having sort of an all-in-one, all-of-your-wedding, okay. boom, 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 at one location,
0: um, which is like, you know, getting ready ceremony and reception all in one place. And there are plenty of places that do that, that have rooms for everybody to stay in or the majority of people to stay in. They've got space to get ready, like a bridal suite and maybe like a groom's hangout. Um, and they've got, you know, a ceremony space and a giant reception space too. It's pretty, it's pretty convenient.
1: You know, if you're listening to this podcast, chances are you have a fairly clear um, path as to whether you're having your wedding all in one location or separate locations, mainly because if you're having it in separate locations, it's because there's a church involved. And if you're deciding to go the route of having your ceremony in a church, um, there's not too much flexibility with moving that church to where your venue is <laughs> so right. what we want to accomplish with this episode is sort of give you the pros and cons or as dan likes to say the benefits and cons of what you. <laughs> of what to think about and things to take into consideration and in all of this when you're sort of planning out your day because there's going to be certain things that affect you or don't affect you in one way or the other um that said if you're at the beginning of the very you know, at the very beginning of the planning process and you don't know where you're getting married or what you want to do, maybe this episode will help give yeah. you a clear answer.
0: Yeah. So one of the major differences and one of the huge benefits, one of the huge pros that I think <laughs> um, about having everything all in one place is you end up spending so much more time just enjoying the day itself because there's there's much less travel time. I, I've been a wedding days where i feel like we're traveling and on a a bus or a trolley for two hours out of the day on a day that's you know 10 12 hours if you take two hours of a chunk out of it that's a that's a pretty good amount of time so i just love it when everything is all in one place i think that's a benefit of it everything's all in one place because everybody's just there everybody's under one roof there's less travel time and you can really just get into the flow of the day and just really let yourself go
1: Yeah, I'm a timeline person, so to break it down even a little bit further for you, even if you're... Even if your ceremony venue and your reception venue or your ceremony venue and your getting ready spot is only 10, 15 minutes apart, you think, yeah, but that's just 10, 15 minutes. But it's not because you have to pack yourself up. You have to get in the car. If you have, um, you know, a vehicle that's transporting you from one place to the other, that's got to get there a little bit early. You got to get your things into the car. You got to get yourself into the car. Then you got to get there. And there's traffic and there's getting out of the car and moving your stuff. There's so much time.
0: All of the people having to transport them all there or having to maybe maybe some people stop off somewhere and they grab a drink or um, maybe you're providing transportation for all these people and there's multiple shuttle trips. So you have one bus getting there uh, and then half hour later, you've got another bus getting there and just it staggers. Mm
1: mm-hmm. And. Uh, just to give you a little pro tip here, when you have a somewhat larger vehicle like a limo or a shuttle, um, anything really that isn't a sedan or a car, that vehicle is naturally going to take longer to get from point A to point B. It can't travel as quickly as a regular vehicle. Just think when you're on the road and you're behind a, a bus or a school bus or a tractor trailer. They're larger vehicles, so they can't go as fast. So even if the distance is just you know, 10, 15 minutes, that is going to take like 15, 20 minutes for a larger vehicle, more when you figure in traffic depending on your wedding is even way more if if it's right around rush hour and you have to take all these highways or if there's an accident so there's all these little things that um come into play that while it might seem close it still ends up being a factor in the timeline of your day
0: (laughs) well and i may be biased but if everything's all in one location there's more time for pictures there's more time scheduled for photos there's more um time and Again, some of my favorite pictures I've ever taken have been, like, these in-between moments. Um, We're not necessarily scheduled time, but where people are just really in the thick of the day. They're just in the, in the moment, I guess you could say. And when you aren't broken f- by moving from point A to point B and hoping that you get there and then getting frustrated because you're running behind, you, like, get out of that moment. Mm-hmm. And then it takes a little bit to get back in. And I just have noticed that um, – from the timeline perspective and the getting in the moment perspective, when when there's no break in the day, people are just immersed in the wedding experience, you know.
1: Right, exactly, and I think um, that doesn't just go for photography. There's a lot of different mm-hmm. services throughout the day that are based on hourly. Coverage too, yep. so you're yep. there for you know x amount of hours, or you hire your photographer for ten hours. If um, you know a full hour of those ten hours is just sort of spent traveling little bits from here or there, you know that's time that you're sort of paying for. That unfortunately is just you're not going to really get any major stuff. Versus if you had a whole hour with your photographer to go do something else. Yeah, it's a different story. Same thing with videography, coordination. I I'm there based on an hourly basis. It works a little bit differently for me, but your musicians, DJs, all of those things really come into play on in that. And it's just something to to consider. Um and when you have, I guess we're specifically talking right now about sort of all the benefits of having your 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 venue all in one location. So you you have, um, you know, you have everybody there, and you're going from point A to point B. When you have Um, your ceremony and you're getting ready and your reception all that all in one spot you don't have to pay for things like uh you know transporting your gentleman over to the location and then coming back and picking up the girls if you're going with a more traditional you know not seeing each other before the ceremony everything is all in one place you can just walk and get there maybe you pile in a car to you know to to drive a little bit down the road. But otherwise, everything is all there. You don't have to worry about spending a couple hundred to a couple thousand dollars on transportation. And it's bonus points if your guests are able to stay on site as well. Like if you're getting ready at a place, a resort or a hotel that has lodging, then you don't have to pay to transport your guests. Not that I feel... I sort of feel like you don't have to pay to transport your guests, even if it's not taking place on site. I think that's a very nice added luxury and a very nice hospitality gesture. Um, but otherwise, if it's all in one spot, you don't even have to go down that route. All that guest has to do is leave their room, go down the elevator, and boom, they're there. And they can like, go back to their room at any time like to Which refresh nice. makeup or change shoes. And it's so nice, so, so nice.
0: Yeah, I hear that. Um, From a practical standpoint, it's also really nice uh, to be able to repurpose um, some of the decor from the ceremony to the reception. I mean, how how easy is it to just uh, either they flip over a room or they move something from point A to point B. They walk it there. You don't have to worry about it spilling in a trunk or whatever. And that goes for altar pieces, aisle decor. Um, chair decor decorations, even the, the even the chairs themselves.
1: Yeah, though I don't recommend it but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely something where you have more ways to extend your investment with your decor to yeah. because your ceremony by nature probably won't be much longer than an hour, safe to say, if anything shorter than that. And you know this is where you're getting married. so you invest a little bit of money in flowers for there. but then when the ceremony's yep. over, what happens? You know, if you're getting married at a church, often those pieces get donated directly to the church. But if it's all in one location, it's usually pretty easy to then move your beautiful altar pieces to the table where your place cards or your S-cards, escort cards are going to be or a gift yep. table or the cake table or whatever it might be. It just um, it sort of extends the use of those decor, those decor pieces. And rarely do people recognize that it's the same pieces. Almost yeah. always no one realizes the same pieces.
0: Well, you know... It- <clears throat> I guess uh, thinking about the guests again, if you're talking about extending the um, easeability of the day. Is that a word? Easeability? Sure. Yeah, that works. Um, easeability. It, easeability?
1: Easeability.
0: Extend the convenience for the guests? Oh, well, that's How much better. That? Yeah. Okay, there that's we go. That's definitely a word. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely a word. Um, it The whole day just becomes much easier for the guests. There's one place to park. They leave their car there. Like you said before, you know, they can go back up to their room if there's lodging on site. Um, and it just makes it so much easier to flow from one event to the next. They just don't have to, there's much less for them to worry about, you know? Mm-hmm.
1: This um, this past weekend, we actually had a beautiful wedding, though it rained all day, but it was still a beautiful wedding because the couple was wonderful and their families were great. And we lucked out in the sense that the timing of everything, though we were in two separate locations, was um, so well thought out, mostly by the couple, that everything still flowed nicely from one event to the other. So in their case, we finished up the ceremony, guests walked across the street to the hotel where many of them were staying at, they got, you know, they refreshed a little bit. And then within 10 minutes, cocktail hour was starting. So everything really flowed from one thing to the other. From the couple's point of view, we finished up their ceremony, we got them through family photos, quick, 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 because I love family photos. And we got them over right like on the nose to the time for cocktail hour starting. So in that case, it ended up working out well. But in a lot of times when you have a church ceremony followed by a reception someplace else, there's a weird bit of time in between yeah. that as a guest, you need to find a way to kill time. And sometimes it's like a weird half hour. Sometimes it's two, three hours. Yep. Um, so you really, those are all things you want to take into consideration um, as to what are my guests... Um, experiencing throughout the day, and what are they going to be doing, and and really look at it from their perspective. That yeah. if it's all one place, you know exactly what they're doing.
0: Yeah, I mean, there's no, there's no waiting. There's no right. finding a way to kill time. It's just you just go from one thing right into the next, and again, it's just. It keeps the flow of things going.
1: Right. If your venue is, um, you know, all in one, everything happening at one place, make sure to talk with your venue and or your caterer if it's a separate company to make sure that the flow of the day, everyone is on the same page in terms of that cocktail hour will start as soon as the ceremony is over. Because the last thing you want is if your ceremony goes a little bit shorter than you thought and your cocktail hour doesn't start until a very specific time, you don't really want your bartenders or your catering staff turning people away and saying, I'm sorry, but the bar isn't open yet. I like to see when there's like a little bit of like maybe five, 10-minute flexibility that as long as they're ready to go, the guests won't feel like there's any sort of um, delay or any sort of gap in in event and, you know, the, um, the party itself that's going on. Okay, um, so... Anyway, talking about one venue now, let's talk a little bit now if you have two or more venues that you are... Let's switch gears. Let's switch gears. Ow. (laughs) Um, So my headphones are hurting me today, guys. Very sensitive ears. Anyway... So we're talking about if your ceremony is taking place at like a church now and then going to a different location afterwards and you're probably getting ready someplace other than the church beforehand. So some things that I would definitely say you want to consider. um, We've already talked about this a little bit, but definitely how far apart is each location? We have all of these technologies and cool bits of software at our fingertips. And honestly, Google Maps is my go-to whenever I'm trying to figure out how we need to get from point A to point B to point C and how long that's all going to take and and how to factor all this different time in. And I actually um, discovered uh, this part of Google Maps probably way later than everybody else did, but (laughs) there's a way to put, um, like when you're figuring out Google Maps, this is not an advertisement for Google Maps, by the way, way but when you're when you're going through and saying i need to get from point a to point b you it gives you the option to put like arrive by a certain time on a certain date or leave by a certain time at a certain date so if you say okay if we leave the hotel at one o'clock on saturday how long is it going to take us to get to this the church at, at like around this one o'clock one thirty time and it'll tell you um based on you know Google knowing everything about everything in our lives. (laughs) Well, they've been
0: gathering data and um, metadata for how long now? I mean, if you think about it, for the last 10 years, they've been saying like, okay, this is what traffic is like on a Saturday at this time on this date. Um, I mean, it's creepy, but also really cool.
1: Yeah. And it's a completely free tool, guys. it's it's something that's at our fingertips. I highly recommend using it. I recommend playing with it for the very least and just seeing what's going to happen because it's so easy to see, you know, for us, we live near Philly. If your wedding is taking place um on a Friday at five o'clock at five thirty when that ceremony's over and you've got to get to your reception location, what is the traffic looking like in Philadelphia on a Friday at five thirty, six o'clock at night? You know what I mean? Mhm. It's not pretty. I feel
0: that. <laughs> right. Um, and going back to well, I think you said this earlier. Um, obviously, if you're traveling from point A to point B and you're using large vehicles, mm-hmm. use Google Maps. Whatever Google Maps says, add 5-10 minutes just because, yeah. like you said before, uh, large vehicles travel a bit slower.
1: Yeah. They're slow pokes, guys. Um if you're taking photos, too, after the ceremony someplace else, don't forget to figure in that travel time, too. If you're going to a park or something, don't just say, okay, then we'll go to the park. How far away is the park? What's traffic like at that time on that day to get to the park? You know, if is there an event going on at the park? Is there a concert or um, some sort of kids festival? Whatever it might be. All these things that you want to really take into consideration as you're trying to figure out all the locations. I mean, just as an example, this past weekend we were um we had a wedding and there was a huge fall festival going on right outside the doors closing down the entire main street in front of yeah. the hotel that we were that we were um that we were having the wedding at and we knew that, you know, there would be um access via a side road, but it's all things that we just had to take into consideration as we planned out the day.
0: You know, and and just to reiterate, uh, I know we kind of said this before, but since we're talking about transportation and getting from point A to point B, um, you know, how, how is everybody going to be transported from one location to the other? Um, you do not have to rent a limo. You know, that definitely adds a convenience factor to it. Um, there's, But there's nothing wrong with driving yourselves. Know that it can be a little more stressful, though, to um, be behind the wheel of your car with a puffy dress sticking up or something and Getting from point A to point B and traffic and not being able to just relax and blah 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 blah.
1: Yeah, you know and I mean? yeah, I, I guess those for those of you listening that you are having your wedding at several different locations, we're we're not trying to rain on your parade by any means. No. Like I've uh, some of my favorite weddings have been weddings that have been in a beautiful church, just because the couple had history there and you could just see it was a very um, religious and very a very true to them ceremony and it was absolutely beautiful and they got to have photos in their beautiful church and then they got to go to a park and then they got to have a very different venue location for their their cocktail hour and reception celebration so there's also a lot of really cool things (laughs) about having your wedding at a bunch of different locations we're just i think trying to explain what you want to take into consideration when you're going through that
0: yeah. I mean, that was Rachel and I had a, a yeah. traditional church wedding for, I guess, this area of the country. Um, Rachel got ready at our house. I got ready in a hotel. We met at the church. Um, and then we had like a, a pretty long break, uh, uh, I think about two hours, It was about two hours between the end of the ceremony and the beginning of the um, reception or the beginning of the cocktail hour. And that worked for us. But we were very clear about what everybody was supposed to do. We were very clear with all of our guests that, you know, they should go back to the hotel after the ceremony. They could check in. Then there were places close by, there were bars, they could get to the ceremony, or they could get to the reception a little bit early, um, and hang out, you know, the the place has nice views, and you know, they can do what they want. But again, we were clear about what everybody could do during that break time. Um, and when they were leaving, since most people were driving themselves, that everybody should go to the hotel, hop on the trolley that is going to take them from the hotel to the reception mm-hmm. if they were staying at the hotel so they didn't have to drive later so again it was like we it was a lot of forethought on our part but we wanted everybody to not have to deal with that aspect of things and driving and drinking and that kind of stuff so we specifically told them exactly what to do where to be and we're just open with communication about that specific part of the day
1: i know this was a while ago but do you remember how you communicated that with them
0: uh, a million different ways uh, It was on number our wedding one. website <laughs> Number one on our wedding website okay. Number two in our Invitations there was just like a little Leaflet pamphlet thing that said Get to the, cere- or get to the ceremony At this time after the ceremony Go back to the hotel if you're staying there um, And then the trolley If you're staying at the hotel will pick you up At this time will take you over And then there will be one more um, Round of trolley driving There will be one more and then there will be one more trip after um, the first trip that will take you over, and then at the end of the night you can get the trolley back. Um, so we said that multiple times, and then we we just reiterated to everybody every time we saw them because we saw sure. most of the people at our wedding.
1: Did <laughs> you um Did you do any type of welcome bags for the guests at the hotel?
0: We did do welcome bags. Did um, you put it in there too? We did. Yes, we did. We did put it in there. That's right. That was the third thing I was thinking of.
1: I think that's um that's your 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 best spot if you like if you're only going to do one spot do it in those welcome bags because right they will um not that they'll forget your invitation um and some will go to your website like i've always you know that's where i always reference things when i'm a guest at the wedding is the website but um those welcome bags is like the most recent point of contact they're going to have that information handy that's a great spot to put it that's um highly recommended
0: yeah i forgot about that that was a good spot i think quite useful
1: yeah, and I think what I've noticed about the weddings that take place um, all in one location is because everything is happening back to back, sometimes it can feel like you really blink when that ceremony happens and suddenly it's the end of the night because there yeah. there sort of is no break in between. You're going from one thing right into the other. Um, whereas when you have a ceremony that's maybe happening at 1 o'clock or 2 o'clock and your cocktail hours until 5, 6 o'clock, Then your day is maybe spread out a little bit more to to take in those moments. Like you said, you had a little bit of a break in between. I know you guys were busy taking taking photos and trying the venue, trying to get you to drink blue drinks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah.
1: And um, uh, yeah. So the venue guys, Dan was, they were taking their pictures, and the venue handed me these two blue drinks, and they said, they said, take these to the bride and groom, and I said, okay. I did. And they're like, can we just get water? Right. Yeah, and then I'll, you, you just wanted water.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so we, we like chose actually not to drink at all on our wedding day. Um, and that was like, I think we had communicated that to you earlier. And uh-huh. that was just a really, uh, that was, you knowing exactly what we wanted, um, on our wedding day and them not knowing, but everything else was amazing. Like they brought, they did bring us out water. They brought us out like a tray of water and drinks and little foods and that kind of stuff. Um, which were both vegetarian. They brought like hot dogs and chicken quesadillas and stuff. So that was like another weird thing.
1: But I, I other than that, it was day. amazing. It's just been on that.
0: No, you were on that. Oh, yeah. You were okay. like, oh, this is great. I'll give them these waters. Oh, oh good. Okay. <laughs> Perfect. This is I
1: never, <laughs> I never thought I did. Okay, cool. So, um, so yeah, I think you know, you you end up having a little bit. More time, though, keep in mind if your ceremony starts at one, you're starting with hair and makeup at like seven, eight o'clock in the morning. <laughs> you know, so just all these little things to keep in mind. And really, um, One of the biggest things I've seen is when you are going from um, a bunch of different venues is make sure you have a bag and someone responsible for your bag of your stuff because um, you're going to probably have maybe a change of shoes, some touch-up makeup, if you've got a second dress or something that you're changing into for the after party. All of these things will need to be with you or at least end up where you're going to end up at the end of the night. And if that's a different spot than where you started that morning, make a plan. I've had some um, some brides, they just have two very separate bags, one bag for that night, one bag for the night before, just so they don't have to worry about trying to figure out how to get it from point A to point B and their parent or a friend has sort of making sure that that bag that got left behind got taken care of. But those are all really things you want to keep uh, keep in mind as you're going through and planning.
0: You know, I guess if I were to think back over, like, what we just talked about, I think the theme that I see running through this is balance, right? Like, mm-hmm. if you're having your wedding at one location, everything's all at one place, it's about balancing that everything doesn't just fly by. It's about balancing, like, uh, like you said, you know, it, you can blink because your ceremony is at one, you know, at the same place, then you go from, right from your ceremony to your cocktail hour, right to your reception. So if you don't, like, take the time to breathe in, you you can feel like it flies by so it's about balancing that right Mm -hmm. but then on the if you're having two or more locations it's about balancing how much time um you have with your guests versus don't have with your guests versus you know what you're doing in between the ceremony and reception so it's just about like weighing your options and really finding that balance of what's important to you and what's going to fit your wedding day best
1: i completely agree well said dan
0: Thank you. You know, and if you feel like there's something that we've missed or uh, you want to share why you chose to have your wedding all at one place or why you specifically wanted to have your wedding at a church or at two different locations and travel to a different, you know, travel between locations. There's a reason why you chose to do that or not to do that. We'd love to hear it. Hit us up on Facebook. um, Send us an email from the contact page at putteringonatpodcast.com. We'd love to hear from you yeah exactly
1: and you also head to the website find our show notes for the episode as always we want to thank our um season sponsor the naughty tyco um for giving us their love and support we appreciate them very much
0: and as always like us on facebook to keep in touch ask questions again we're here for everything we're here for you and we're just happy to help and also check out facebook to get updates on season three you're amazing everybody
1: keep on doing your thing No, you're amazing, everybody.
0: (laughs) No, you're amazing, everybody.
1: (laughs) Have a great day, everybody. Bye.
0: See you in two weeks. Pizza, do pilots like (laughs) plane?